Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Living in Colorado as an avid snowboarder, you would probably think everything is nice for me being around some of the best resorts on the planet. My main problem, I hate those places. They're overcrowded, overpriced, and frankly, they're not very fun. I've always preferred the mid-sized ski areas that are a bit more off the average person's radar. These places with better value, crowds, and in my opinion, terrain, can be a hidden gem amongst the competition. Other times, there's more to the story about why these places are left more undisturbed. It was 2011. The snowfall we had that season was quite mediocre. None of the ski areas anywhere seemed to be getting snow. The base depth of all of them was less than two feet, and it was already December. Browsing through some snow reports one day, I found an interesting little ski area that had nearly twice the snow versus everywhere else. It was a little place called Wolf Creek. It was astounding. Everyone else had less than two feet, and here was this ski area with over four feet of snow. I naturally got a bit excited and decided to take a look more into the ski area. The trail maps I found on the website looked promising. It was small, but it seemed to have a lot of different terrain. The area seemed to be split down the middle in terms of what it offered. The northern half had all the basic runs, and the southern half was almost more of a backcountry style area, with just one chair and a majority of the runs requiring a decent hike. And overall, it looked quite promising and would be a fun place to visit. So I asked my roommate, Dalton, if he wanted to come with me over the weekend. No way, man, I'm not going there. Why not? I asked him. You want to have fun with the wolf, man? Yeah, go right on ahead. Quit trying to scare me. Tell me what you don't like about it. All right. My friend went there a few years back, and he swore he saw this massive black creature lumbering through the trees off of one of the runs. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think I've seen them too. They're called bears. I laughed back at him. Oh no, he said. It was definitely not a bear. He claimed it almost looked like some sort of... Well, it's hard to explain. What? A werewolf? I joked with him. It's not really that. He just called it the Wolfman because of where he was. I won't go and that's it. 
not wanting to go to Wolf Creek by myself. I'm not scared, it's just more entertaining with a group. I decided to call up my friends, Spencer and Christian, and they emphatically said yes before I even finished asking. That Friday, I loaded my gear into my truck, picked up Spencer and Christian, and drove down to Wolf Creek. It's a bit out of the way, four hours away from where I lived, not near any really major towns. It was off of a highway in a bit of a desolate area. Slightly unnerving, but nothing major. Most of these moderate places are a bit away from civilization. We got our lift tickets and began messing around the northern half. The other parts could wait a bit. We breezed through a lot of the runs in about two hours thanks to the low crowds. I split off from Christian and Spencer for a bit to play around on one of the shorter runs. Just the little blue run called Ka that met up with the original trail further down. It was an undulating run with a lot of dips, executed correctly, and most of these bumps could yield a little air. Naturally, I was enjoying these jumps, and almost didn't see the mess in the trees near the end of the run. I only noticed because some of the snow where I landed was a pinkish tone that got darker as it moved into the trees and a rabbit's remains were messily strewn about several feet off the run. It was quite freaky, but I brushed it off. There are quite a few predators out here, so I just assumed it was just a fox. And that was until I looked a bit closer. All the meat from the rabbit was still present. The rabbit had not been hunted for food, Something just eviscerated it for the sake of killing it. Maybe the fox had rabies and was starting to go insane. Or maybe... No, it couldn't be. I won't go there. I didn't tell Spencer or Christian about the rabbit after we met back up. What would I tell them anyways? Oh, hey guys... I just found this really creepy, disgusting thing in the woods that might be a sign of something really screwed up. You want to go back for another run? After messing around for a few hours, we decided to hit up the other trail. The more extreme areas with trees, cliffs, and whatnot. Not only that, less patrol and ski area atmosphere. I will say this area had some of the best ski area terrain I've ever experienced. The cliff drops were exhilarating. The tree runs were fantastic. It was one of the moments I truly felt alive. And then I found another one. And this time, it was a skunk. Whereas the last one seemed like a fox where other animal could have done it. This seemed like there was intent to it. The skunk's head was smashed in and it was sliced down the middle with its organs spilling from the cut. Christian and Spencer were with me this time, and they were truly disgusted. Only then did I tell them about the rabbit I found earlier. Okay, that's really twisted. The hell do you think is doing this? Spencer asked. Christian began to reply with, Maybe it's the wolf man. 
No, I shouted. We aren't falling for this cryptology crap. Someone's just messing with us. I told a few people I'd be here today. Maybe they're just trying to perpetuate this ball. I definitely didn't convince them, and I'm quite sure I couldn't convince myself this was the truth. Christian offered a solution to try to get the skunk and rabbit from our minds. How about we do one more run, guys? He said he wanted to go to one of the most remote parts of the ski area, Horseshoe Bowl, which required a 45-minute hike from the chair. Spencer and I reluctantly agreed to go with him. The access gates to the terrain closed a few minutes after we got through, leaving us with about an hour or so of sunlight. We had to hike fast and get out before the sun set. Plus, with the crap that we've been seeing today, I wouldn't want to be stuck here at night. While great on the board, I'm terribly slow at hiking especially in deep snow and high altitude. Thus, the estimated 45-minute hike turned into an hour. The bull was great, but I couldn't really appreciate it under the constraints we were facing. With the sunlight fading fast, we decided to try and cut through the trees at the bottom of the bull to save some time. Naturally, we got a bit turned around in the trees, and we had essentially lost our race with the sun, and our brilliant little shortcut totally backfired when we were plunged into near total darkness. The temperatures dropped way low, and wind started to pick up. It was almost howling. And there were no other option. We had to find our way out before we froze to death. And let me tell you, Trying to snowboard through the trees essentially blind becomes a lot more terrifying when it's a choice between that or dying. Christian was ahead of me when we saw him vanish. Well, I guess the darkness began playing illusions because he just went off a small cliff. And then Christian screamed. Strained, horrified, and blood-curdling. He was obviously terrified at something, but what? Spencer and I found Christian with his legs snapped. We guess he broke it from going off the cliff. Natural reaction to such an injury, but it was what I saw afterwards that made me realize why he was screaming so much. It was a deer, completely skinned, hanging from a branch its entrails removed and neatly lined up at the base of the cliff. Blood was smeared into the rock face, but the darkness prevented me from seeing if it was actual writing. I would have tried to analyze it more if the saplings nearby hadn't started shaking. We tried to calm Christian after we heard the rustling. Whatever was out there, we couldn't afford to give it our location. The rustling got louder, and Christian began hyperventilating more and more. Snow began crunching. Heavy breathing became more audible. Whatever had been doing this had found us. We unstrapped our boards and tried to hustle down the hill. Carrying Christian while running for our lives in deep snow was a real burden, 
and the noises behind us started gaining, closer and closer with every step until I could feel it breathing down my neck. It struck with full force. A massive, deformed hand reached between me and Christian and threw me off of my friends. The darkness prevented me from seeing the thing's details, so I can't really tell you about its appearance other than being massive, at least ten feet tall, roughly shaped like a disproportionate person mixed with who knows what kind of animal. I had to try and get it off of my friends, so I hastily made a snowball and pegged the creature in the head. It wrenched its head around and stared at me with the most grotesque grin spreading across its face. My image in the pale moonlight reflected in its eyes, its face coming closer and closer to me until I could smell its wretched breath. I had gotten the creature's attention off my friends, but now it was fixed on me. Really wished I had planned it through more. I tried inching back, but that set off the beast. It let out an insane roar and attacked, and I saw its massive fangs within inches of my face and its massive hands smashing into me. And then I woke up in a hospital bed, hooked up to all sorts of machinery. I guess the thing knocked me out, as I have no idea what happened after the blow. The doctors came in and told me what happened. Ski Patrol heard screams from the mountain and found you at the bottom of a cliff with a fractured skull and deep lacerations. They brought you here, and we wasted no time. You've just come out of massive reconstruction surgery to rebuild your skull. With the damage we repaired, it's extremely lucky you're alive. What happened to Spencer and Christian? I asked. Who? Ski Patrol only found you up there. There are no signs of anyone else in the area. What about the deer and the blood on the cliff? And what about that thing? Calm yourself. Delusions can be a side effect of the anesthesia you're coming off of. And with that, the doctor left. I still bear the scars from the surgery on my forehead and I still have three cuts going diagonally across my abdomen. Spencer and Christian haven't been heard from, and repeated searches of the area have constantly yielded no promising results or leads. I can't think of my sacrifices in vain, and I can't give up on them. Whatever this wolf man is, it's probably still out there, and it's waiting for a new quarry. Keep track of yourself when you're in these places. You never know what's watching you.